Welcome to Audio Shelf. A place where we take you on a fantastic journey through our audiobook adventures. I'm Brad. And I'm Brittany. And we are the voices in your head. Tell that tale. Tell that tale. Tell that tale. Tell that tale. Oh, God. Jesus. <laughs> Sorry about that. We, we got way too intense. I got a, I got a little excited. <laughs> we don't watch football, so... <laughs> <laughs> um oh, so today yeah today <laughs> we're gonna be telling that tale y'all <laughs> yeah so this is going to be something new that we're doing um basically uh brad listened to a short book a halloween book if you will if you will that's what it was pr- promoted as <laughs> but it's kind of not and then i also listened to one uh from the same collection but just two different stories each were like about an hour and a half long mm-hmm. probably mm-hmm. um and we are going to try to at first guess what that book is going to be that the other listened to. And then the person that actually listened to it can describe it in detail and give a little bit of a review on it. That sounds like a plan. Stan. <laughs> <laughs> so who do you want to do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Um, I want to try to guess what. The one you listened to is all right. Sounds good. You told me the story, the title of it, and now I'm like, yes. So intrigued. to to give a little background, Amazon Prime is giving away seven short stories that are supposed to be spooky stories, and it's a part of their Dark Corners collection. So right now, it's all the rave on Twitter and all the like best selling audiobooks right now in Audible. Well, yeah, because they're free. Because they be free. And believe me, I'm glad they're free. I would buy a pile of poop if it was free. True. Ooh. I mean, maybe not. Oh. Mm. That was an exaggeration. <laughs> <laughs> so the book that I chose to listen to was actually about like 51, 53 minutes. Okay. And it was called There's a Giant Trapdoor Spider Under Your Bed. <laughs> And it was written by Edgar Cantero. Okay. And it was narrated by Amy Landon. So Amy Landon is pretty f- famous. Did she do all of them? No. Did she okay. do yours? Yeah. Spoiler, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> so yeah, Amy Landon did There's a Giant Trapdoor Spider Under Your Bed. <laughs> I can't wait to guess what this one's about. So there you go. Do you, are you gonna, so you're going to start guessing? Yes, I'm going to try to guess. So, in my head, this story is about a giant trapped door spider. That's Did I get that order wrong? No, you, you got it right. You got it right. Under your bed. Yeah. And so, okay. So, I think that there is um, a little girl named Jenny. Mm. And every night, Jenny gets tucked into bed by her mother, Marion. <laughs> <laughs> And as she falls asleep, she hears the pitter-patter of tiny spiders under her bed. And so one night she gets up and Jenny looks under her bed and she sees a a giant trap door Mm -hmm. that's under there. And she goes, golly gee willikers, I need to check that out. (laughs) (laughs) And I need to see where these spiders are coming from because they're freaking me the F out. Okay, okay. So she waits 
for Marion, and she doesn't have a dad because he left when she was three. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> she waits for Marion to go to bed, and then she squeaks out from under the bed and goes under the trap door. Squeak, squeak, squeak. And she falls into a giant pit of spiders and dies. Oh. Okay. Was any of that correct? Mm, not quite. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I really thought I had something. I mean, let's be real. I I think I would have rather heard that story. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little disjointed in the beginning, but, you know. No, I think it was perfect. Make it work. So, and now I'm going to read the description from Goodreads. Mm -hmm. So here we go. The thrill of a sleepover becomes sheer terror as kids voice their greatest fears into existence in this cheeky, vividly cinematic tale by New York Times bestselling author Edgar Cantero. Lights out. It's bad enough that it's venom dripping shellis shel array. Ooh, who is that? C-H-E-L-I-C-E. -E is that a person, place, or thing? -E? I don't even know. But can slight what is that? Chalet? Shalackle? Shalackle? Is that shalackle? Is it shalackle? Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. No. Tell me. Shellis Array. Tell me how to spell it again. C H E L I C L I C E R A E. E R A E. It's something. Either a pair of appendages in front of the mouth in arachnids and some other anthropods, usually modified as. Pincher like claws. How the hell am I supposed to know that? Ugh, you're supposed to be a bugologist. Yes, that's true. But anyway, so and venom dripping those venom can slice through flesh like warm butter. Ooh, I love warm butter. Worse? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> it's right there under the bunk. It's a fact now. It's a fact now. That's what the sentence said. It's a fact now. To make it through the night, the children must obey the rules. Don't get out of bed, stay out of the shadows, and don't wake the beasts. But as the threats multiply, so do the rules of survival. And with the safety of dawn still hours away, the fun is just beginning. Edgar Cantero's There's a Giant Trapdoor Spider Under the Bed is part of Dark Corners, a collection of seven heart-stopping short stories by best-selling authors who give you so many new reasons to be afraid. Each story can be read in a single sitting, or if you have the nerve, you can listen all by yourself in the dark. Mm. So, okay. do you want me to tell you what the story really means and really is? I'm more interested in what is the name of the mother? Mother was not even named. Oh, she didn't have a mom? No. Man. And it wasn't even a she. Oh, it's not a she? No. It was basically there was there was two or three boys. And then two girls, but the two girls came in way later in the book. That's a twist. So there are three boys. Basically, they have an imagination. It's kind of like the best way to describe this book is when you were younger, mm -hmm. when you played hot lava. Oh, okay. Yeah. Does that make sense? And you had to stay on top of the bed and you couldn't touch the floor. Yeah. So that's the best way to describe the premise of this book. Okay. However, it wasn't lava. It was a Spiders. giant trapdoor spider. And throughout the whole book, these kids these boys kind of had it in their head that there was a giant trapdoor spider under their bed and they had to survive and they couldn't touch the ground. They couldn't go in the shadows and they couldn't whatever 
what else was in, in that summary. And so throughout the book, the two sisters or one sister and a friend comes in and they start trying to survive the trapdoor spider. And at the end of the book, guess what happens? It's face. It, it's face. What? I, it, it's fake. <laughs> I don't. Well, it is. It is fake. However, the boy admits he loves the other boy. Wait. So the wait. kid, it's basically a, like a, he has this all of a sudden at the very, in the very last, like second of the chat, the, the book, he says, Ian, just let you know, I love you. And then I was like, wait, what? So Noah tells Ian or Ian tells Noah, I forgot which one, but one of the boys says, I love you. And the boy, other boy says, I love you too. Is this, is this where we're at in today's society where every single book has to have a romantic love interest but i don't even know what these are first of all like, they're little boys kids. little boys playing fake a game, spider a, a halloween kind of like game and they're partying together they're doing whatever mm -hmm. it's totally fine for them to love each other but why did it have to be in this like what is the what what was the point what and was the point and that's what my goodreads review said i said what was the point of making them making it a love story at the end when it was literally like a second it was a, not I'm not even kidding. It was like a 15 second love story. Yeah. Like th that doesn't even make any sense because they said, oh, I forgot which boy. I think it was Ian. No, I think it was Noah. And they said, Noah, are you feeling are you looking at Sam? Because Sam was the girl. She, he was like, are you looking at Sam because you like her? And Noah was like, no, I'm looking at you, Ian, because I love you. And Ian's like, I think I love you, too. And then the book ends. It's, I was like, it's unnecessary. How is that anything to do with a freaking spider trying to attack you? It's completely unnecessary. And to a certain point, it takes away from the actual story. Exactly. And I was like, what? I completely, totally forgot about that. There was those pincher things. Why, why does there have to be any sort of love interest in no a idea. Halloween book? Exactly. And and it wasn't even scary. That's the, that's the sad thing is that... Throughout the little short story, they were describing the spider as if it was like a science fair project. And it was very science-y. And it wasn't scary. It wasn't it wasn't a thrill ride at all. It was just really a horribly written story. Oh. And I'm sorry, but the narration did not do anything for me. Oh, man. There was, I mean, let's just say the narrator made both of the boys sound like surfer dudes. Oh, how old were they supposed to be? I have no idea. You never knew how old they were, but they were having sleepovers. So it's probably like preteen, young, if younger. Seven to 12. Yeah, seven to 12. So why are they sound like old surfer dudes? They're maybe. Like, maybe dude, like, I'm like, what? Maybe that's the twist. They're actually 80 year old, year old boys. Oh my God. <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe it was actually like, supposed to be from the spider's perspective yeah and the spider was hiding from the surfer men oh that might have, that would be good that would be good what a twist but yeah so i wasn't really impressed with the narration and also she made the two boys it was two boys she made them sound exactly the same mm. and i was like i'm so confused who that's why i got confused of who said i love you to who right because they both sound the same right i mean i feel like that could be kind of difficult to for like a female narrator to True. differentiate two preteen boys yeah. 
like mm-hmm. just enough to where it sounds completely different or not yeah. even completely different, but just like just different enough. Exactly. So I, I get the challenge and I, I just that book threw me for a loop. I was Ooh. like, what is going on here? I mean, the title threw me for a loop because some of the titles of these books that that are in the library, they're kind of like. They feel creepy. They feel very creepy. Yeah. Oh, my god. I mean, they could be anything. Totally. But then the spider under a trap door ended up being a total fake spider and a love story at the end. A stuffed animal. <laughs> so it was not something you should read of Halloween because it was not creepy at all. No. And Mm-mm. and that's what I don't get is Amazon sold, not sold, but provided these books in this creepy, spooky tone. Yeah. And the covers are all creepy looking. Yes. I don't get it. I mean, the covers are all creepy. They're all like um, pretty much like grayscale. Yeah. And they're dark. They have fog on them. Mm-hmm. They're spooky. If there's a person on, they have demon eyes. Yeah. Like there's like fire. Yes. Ugh. But, but it's none of that. Nope. And it's funny because I'm as- I'm also listening to Lullaby, which is a free Audible original for mm-hmm. the month of October. Mm-hmm. And that's narrated by Scott Brick. And that is creepy. Oh, is it? It is real good. That's a good Halloween That's the one flick. I want to listen to next. 37 Minutes is good. Ooh. It is, it's about a haunted house. It's good. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. We're going to be doing that one. Yes. We will. Thank you for... Um, telling me what that book was actually about thank you for giving me the floor <laughs> i right. was on uh, the complete wrong path <laughs> well but that thing is i would have rather listened to your story <laughs> can you get to writing <laughs> i just, i mean i can try i get a little flustered in the middle there but that's true um i can i can murder a kid all you need is a good outline yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right so what uh, book did you listen to so I did Hannah Beast. What'd you just call me? <laughs> Hannah Beast. <laughs> so this one was written by Jennifer McMahon, and it was narrated by Amy Landon. Amy Landon. And it's from Brilliance Audio as the publisher. Oh, I didn't name, I didn't name the, the publisher. I'm pretty sure it's Brilliance. I think, I think they're all from Brilliance. Probably. Yeah. Um, so basically the cover of this one is matchsticks and Mm -hmm. they are, half of them are on fire and they look like they are in the shape of like an old church or like an old building structure. Okay. All right. All right. So what I think this story is about Uh is there's a girl named Hannah. Oh. Damn. Yeah. You are already light years ahead. Yes. Oh. Uh, I'm insightful. How do you do this? <laughs> Give me your secret. And she becomes, she's cast under a spell where she becomes a beast, mm-hmm. a werewolf. Ooh. And what happens is. <laughs> See. <laughs> she gets made fun of. For being a hairy beast. Oh, so she's a, she's not a Hannah beast. She's a hairy beast. She's a hairy beast. <laughs> and in her school, they make fun of her. They're like, oh, what is wrong with you? Your nails are yellow. What is wrong with Ew, you? Does she smoke three packs a day? Yes. Ugh. And why you have chest hair, Hannah? Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> and she says, you know what? I'm going to get revenge on this town of people. Mm-hmm. And so she goes and finds a barn 
and she brings bodies back to that barn. She hunts them, sticks them with her fangs, brings them back to the body or the barn, and she eats them. Then the town folk try to get her back by lighting the barn on fire. Oh, so they burn her food. They burn her food and they, they have burn a barbecue. Her. And Hannah Beast ends up surviving. That is a lot. That is a smell. Like if her hair caught on fire. Oh, yeah. That is some smells. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And she ends up surviving. And she wreaks town. Wreaks, uh, havoc. Havoc on that town. Okay. 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 I like your tale. All right. It sounds like a scary story, but it's, yeah. given the history of the Dark Corners series, it probably ain't so scary. How many people did she end up eating? She probably ate about 23. That's like half the population. Of- <laughs> oh, crap. No, fine. No, fine. Okay, no. Fine. 23, 23 is good. 23 people. She wants people to go extinct. She was, She is the one that invented the 23andMe diet. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah Beast. We owe it all to you. <laughs> okay. Well, um, that was a good guess. Okay. It was unfortunately a little wrong. Okay. All right. All but right. I'll read the description for you. The fate of a lonely girl becomes part of a town's shameful secret history in thriller award winner Jennifer McMahon's terrifying story of guilt, retribution, and one tragic Halloween night. Oh, so it actually does take place on Halloween. Halloween. I need to listen to this. 34 years ago, on October 31st, poor Hannah Talbot took part in a scavenger hunt gone violently wrong. The mean girls made sure of it, so she was bullied. Oh, okay, okay. To this day, for a haunted local mother, the most unsettling Halloween costume of all is an urban legend they call Hannah Beast. After her daughter. No. No. It's a reminder of the past (laughs) she can't forget, especially tonight when it comes back so close to home. Yep. That's it? Yep, that's it. Oh. You already read the one part about like, it's part of the dark corners. Yes, 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 yes. Wow. So. So it's kind of like in the vein of Carrie. A little bit. Because that's where I was going with my story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, except (laughs) werewolf and Harry. I mean, Jim was still probably very awkward for your Hannah Beast. Yes. But Mm -hmm. not in the same way. She got chest hair. She does. She got a lot of chest hair. So basically in uh, this book, it starts off with a look into 2016. Mm -hmm. And you meet Amanda, who is the mother, and Aaron, who is the daughter. Mm. And Aaron really wants to go as Hannah Beast. But Amanda's like, no, get your butt upstairs and change. And she does. But she like curses at her mom and is like, I effing hate you. Oh. And um, smack the hell. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, you would be beat. Mm-hmm. Bet. You wouldn't have no hair. No hair. Bet. Ooh. Bet. Bet. <laughs> so she goes upstairs and she comes back down in, like a stupid cat costume or whatever. I don't know. She's a teenager and she's annoying. Meow. So she leaves. And then Amanda like sits down and starts like carving a pumpkin or something. So then it flashes back to 1984. I don't know, 34 years ago Mm. from 2016. Okay. I don't know. I don't know years. I don't do math. 82. I wrote it down. Oh, okay. Yay. So if it flashes back and forth and you meet Hannah who is like, she's like a poor kid, 
and she really wants to fit in with like the popular girls and there's like these three girls um amanda melanie and katie and she really wants to fit in with them and she like pretends that she's friends with them even though they're they're not friends with her and they make her life a living hell like Mm -hmm. all the time Mm mm-hmm So eventually, like, Amanda and Hannah kind of have a small friendship. Like, Amanda feels sorry for her. But then it's Halloween, and they um, convince Hannah to come out with them from from Hannah's house. But she has to, like, sneak out. And she's like, I don't have a costume. So they each take bits of their own costumes and and give it to Hannah. So, like, her – she gets, like, this, like, red clown wig, a cape. She has like pink cowboy boots on, which were hers that Amanda's mom had given to her mm. from the sleepover or whatever that she went to. And then um, I I can't remember the rest, like maybe face paint or something. No, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, So they take her out and then they send her on a scavenger hunt after she like has all this candy and stuff. And her scavenger hunt is to go and get like um gasoline from this one place and she almost gets caught but she runs away but a person sees her and like can identify her and then it's to go and get a lighter and then she has to like burn these notes and so she does that but it turns out that in she's in a barn turns out that melanie and the other three girls or other two girls uh actually snuck in behind her and lit the barn on fire oh my god so hannah leaves Mm -hmm. after safely putting the notes out of the fire like she puts them out and then she leaves the barn and that's when she sees the barn go up in flames Mm. then what happens is that there were two boys in the barn oh two kids and so they die oh my god oh my god and hannah's like watching this from across the road because she was told to wait for the girls to come well the girls turn her in they say like, oh, she stole this lighter fluid. She stole all this stuff. And basically as it's like this whole story like keeps happening in flashbacks mm-hmm. from present day Amanda, mm-hmm. who is like she cuts herself on the pumpkin and then the lights go out and all this like creepy stuff is happening. And she's still haunted by the memory of Hannah because she feels really bad. She knows that she should have like said something she should have turned melanie in because melanie was the one that actually lit the fire that bitch yeah um so then it flashes back and hannah basically after everybody has like started searching for her she runs and she hangs herself oh my god in like the gazebo and she comes back as a werewolf close oh oh no actually okay (laughs) no nowhere near close she doesn't come back But in present day, Amanda's, like, being terrorized by this, like, Hannah beast. And so, like, finally she's, like, at the sink and she sees a reflection in the window. And it looks like Hannah. Like, there's Hannah in the reflection. And she, Hannah, the Hannah beast, the girls would tell her to say, like, boo really loud. And so she would have to, like, scream boo at people. Oh, God. And they were trick-or-treating. It was really weird. But Amanda hears that. Yeah, basically just like that. That sounds exactly like how... Uh, Amy Landon did it. Oh, I knew. <laughs> um, so she s- hears that in her ear. Amanda does. Mm-hmm. And she turns around and she's like, leave me alone. And she like stabs. <gasps> and like at the end. She stabs her daughter. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yep. She did. Oh. So the end, the book ends with uh, 
Aaron, who changed back into her Hannah Beast costume and oh. was like terrorizing her mom, basically, um, saying like, mom. And that's where it ends. No. Yep. No. Yep. Okay, that's good. It was a good one. That it is was, good. Oh, it was really good. Why couldn't mine be good? I listened to three of them, Brittany. Yours was about spiders under a trap door. Like, I'm sorry, but you chose wrong. I listen, and you know, another thing about mine is there were constant Harry Potter references. Really? That made no sense. Oh, that's unfortunate. They were calling each other Ravenclaws and Hugglepuffs and Gryffindors, and they were like Expelliarmos. I isn't, was like, isn't that? Trademarked? That's what I thought. And I was like, why are these kids talking about Harry? And then they killed the spider with the Harry Potter Goblet of Fire book. No. I was like, it's too much. All these HP references are too much. No, too much. Like you're you're not you're you're too you're showing that you're like an awkward fanboy. Yes. By exactly. Including all this stuff. It's like you wanted to come up with a story. Yeah. Because you are a HP fan. And yeah. you wanted to incorporate HP in there somehow, and it's, mm -hmm. like, way too much. Yeah. You know what I liked about my story, the Hannah Beast one, is that the title did not seem like it was going to be anything. Like, yeah. It sounded kind of lame. It did sound like That's why I didn't choose it. Yeah, and I was, like, not really excited to listen to it, but then when I started listening to it, like, Amy's narration was great, like, throughout the thing. I, she did a little bit of differentiation between Hannah and then Melanie and the other girls. Yeah. Because Melanie was like a stuck up bee. Mm. And then Hannah was kind of like, she was a little bit like mousy. Yeah, mousy, timid. Of. Yeah. Mm. Um, so that was pretty easy. And there weren't that many characters. and But at the part where the mother of the two boys that were in the barn oh. come out, she's like screaming their names. And like Amy is like screaming. And it just made my heart drop into my stomach oh my god like it was so gut-wrenching i want this book to be made into a movie yeah i mean it was oh my god oh and also like every single year so amanda in, in between the flashes there would be like amanda answering the door for trick-or-treaters mm -hmm. and everybody would dress up as hannah beast like Ugh. almost everybody there was, yeah there was like a lot of people dressing up as the hannah beast mm -hmm. character and um she said, like, at the end of the night, every single year, there's a doll that's stuffed that the kids hang from the gazebo. Shut Just up. like the real Hannah. And so, like, her daughter didn't know that Amanda knew Hannah. Oh, God. I need to get this. I need to get on this. It was good. It was really good. Like, all of the, the plot devices were well thought out. Mm. It was, like, very well structured. It made sense. You felt bad for Amanda in the end because she didn't. She didn't want this to happen to Hannah. Mm. She was bullied, not in the same way as Hannah, but like she was also kept quiet and tortured yes. by Melanie, mm. who nothing happened to her. Mm. Man. So tell me why. I listen. I'm going to briefly just give a sentence, sentence or two about the other ones I read. Mm -hmm. So I read or listened to The Remedy, which was a book about this guy with chronic pain or mental health chronic pain. It was never really clarified. Okay. And he began these sessions with a doctor and the doctor, it sounded like therapy in the beginning, but as you went on, I think after the third session, the doctor showed him a glimpse of what his life would be like without pain. Okay. And it ended up being an assisted suicide oh. novel. So he ended up 
deciding I don't want to live that life. So the doctor killed him. <gasps> Dark. Or the medical staff killed him. But it wasn't scary, though. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's not scary. Exactly. The, the second one that I read, or the third one, actually, after the spider one, was called The Tangled Woods. That sounds creepy. Yeah. I thought it was going to be. But it's about a African-American family who the father is a very just, he's a curmudgeon. Okay. And he thinks of America and society as an evil place and every interaction that he has with someone, he expects the worst out of them. But the, the twist is that he really is what's wrong with America. And it's, he learns that by, well, he doesn't learn it. No, but he doesn't, but he, he learns or the audience learns that by the end when he actually gets beat up, by a redneck guy because so for instance he gets pulled over by a cop and he's like talking to his son he's like don't don't talk i'm gonna be okay i'm gonna survive the cop's gonna kill me because i'm black but here's what's gonna happen and we at the reader's like oh my god this is gonna happen the cop is gonna do something bad yeah the cop ends up being nice and the and the african-american father he's just like no aren't you going to be rude to me aren't you going to be bad to me and the cop's like no i just want to warn you that you're going a little fast i'm not going to give you a ticket but i want you to be careful with your son in the back of the car that's all i want and then so that happens and we're like oh that's interesting but he was so kind of just upset about the ordeal so it's like of course that's what society is men black men have to be more careful when they're driving okay getting on to the next part of the story he ends up coming to a like a redneck guy's uh, hotel room where they stay Mm -hmm. and he tries to start a fight with a redneck guy and the redneck guy's like i'm not gonna fight you i'm from the war i don't really want to fight you and and the father is just like no we're gonna fight we're gonna fight and i'm like what is going on in this book right now and i was like who is this written by because it sounds so like it sounds culturally yeah in like insensitive insensitive and but then the book ends up, he he says, tells the guy that came from war, oh, your girlfriend, or you're going to be a horrible father and you need to basically, essentially, like, not live anymore. And so the guy, redneck guy's like, okay, fine. You want to be, want to fight? Let's fight. And so he beat the crap out of the father. And the son is like, dad, what's wrong? And the father was like, it's this, it's this world. It's this, it's this country that we live in. But really, he provoked all of the conflict. And I just, it made me feel so uncomfortable listening to the whole yeah. story. I was like, what is going on here? Because this is not, who wrote this? Yes. Like, <laughs> seriously. It was just so disturbing for me. And I, I didn't understand the point of the book. I hated it. I gave it a one star. But it was nothing to do with spooky or scary. Yeah. It was a twist on someone society. society's thoughts about culture and race and just it was just weird i hated it that's so awful i'm glad hannah beast was a good good halloween spooky story <laughs> yes i am glad i enjoyed hannah beast and i was look i i listened to three of them because i wanted to get a good one yeah but i couldn't i mm. couldn't do it so unlucky in book picking so i ugh, i wanted to vomit all over that book oh god what were some of the other reviews on it? Everyone said that it was, I think it got a general two star on Goodreads. Okay, good. 
Like all of mine got two, two, I think the spider one got two. Yeah. They all had two points something. Hannah B. Sedley four. Good job, (laughs) Hannah. (laughs) Way to go, Hannah. Good job, Hannah. (laughs) But, But yeah, so maybe hopefully I'll listen to the other four of them in the series and see if they're spooky. I hope so. But I hope that they're they're good and not like that one, that Tangled Wood one. That one's so stupid. <laughs> that makes me feel like really angry. Yeah. Over the fact that they tried to like minimalize. Exactly. And I was like, who wrote? It? I think I, I got to look into it. It was, it was I know it was an African-American narrator who narrated it. Mm-hmm. So I wonder the thoughts that were going through their mind. That's. Yeah, that that makes me wonder because, like, seriously, how can you? I'm gonna look it up really quick. Oh, and then the guy had an affair on his wife and got his TA pregnant. The main character guy. Yes, the father. And the the because they were he was the wife was on the phone and she was like, "Who is this person? Why is your TA texting you seventeen times, telling you to call her?" And the father was like, "Oh, I don't know. Probably something's wrong with the class." And then it calls the TA and finds out the TA is pregnant and getting an abortion. And the father's like, well, let's wait. Wait, I'm going to come back from vacation. And the TA is like, no, it's my body, my choice. It was very political. Very political. And That's crazy. It was just, it was a different kind of story. And I was not there for it. Yeah. And before people are like, oh, is it uncomfortable because it's facing reality? No, it's uncomfortable because it's minimalizing a a struggle yeah. that real people have. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're making it seem like it's all in their head, and it's not exactly. And that's like, why that's the problem. Yes, that's why I was like, "What is going on here?" Yeah, it's Ugh. gross. Mm. There, there was talk about Trump in there, and I was like, "I can't, no, I can't." Not in my Halloween book. Like, yes, he's terrifying, but like, yes. not my Halloween books. Ugh. <laughs> not my Halloween books. Please, he's taking over everything. <laughs> he's literally everywhere. Stay out of my Halloween books. <laughs> oh, man. oh, man. But this was fun. I liked this. This was fun. We should do this more often. We should find novellas yes. or short stories and do this more often. Yeah. Tell that tale. Tell, Tell that, that tale. Tell that tale. I, that was my good. hand still hurts from when we were beating the table. Sorry, you you have bolts. I have yeah, I have bolts nails and nails and everywhere on your table. I have a clean table. Ooh, yeah, mm. we're gonna be we're gonna be fixing this table up. Yes, we will be. Bet we will. Be. That's bet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man! So if you want to stay up to date with all that we are releasing, um, we're on Spotify now, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we have to go back and delete all them comments about Spotify. <laughs> Not going to happen. Sorry about Spotify, but it took too long. You took too long, Spotty. Jeez. <laughs> um, you know, subscribe to us on Spotify. You yes. just hit that little heart. Yeah, We're please. there. Uh, subscribe to us wherever you can listen to your podcasts because we're everywhere else. Spotify was just the last thing we were waiting for. Our <laughs> lives are complete. We're official now. We're official. Uh, also, like us on Facebook at Audio Shelf. Follow us on Twitter at Audio Shelf Me. And also follow us on Instagram at audioshelf underscore podcast. Ooh. Also, if you like what we're doing and you want to support us financially, please uh, donate to our Patreon. We have information on our Twitter and also on our Facebook. And you can also just Google Audio Shelf Patreon and we will pop right up. 
we are very close to meeting our goals and we are hopeful that in the new year we can start doing video. Oh, we're going to be on YouTube. We're going to be on YouTube. It's going to be a book tube. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Bet. <laughs> I was like uh, saying that. Yes, me too. Oh. And I know that these books were free on Amazon Prime, but if you don't have Amazon Prime, they ain't free. So you should go into our website, audioshelf.me, and click on the Audible affiliate, affiliate link and download a 30-day free trial. Of Audible. Of Audible. Of Audible. That's really cool. And then you can cancel it. Yeah. Just cancel in 30 days. Yep. That's what we do. Sometimes there's Groupons too. Yeah. I mean, you get two free credits. So mm -hmm. do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My last Groupon, I got a 95 cent one for two months. <sighs> mm. Stocked up on books. Yes. That's how I got that lo the lullaby book. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to listen to that one. It's good. Mm, I'm excited. Well, I hope you guys enjoy the first couple of days of fall. Yes, finally. Getting ready for Halloween. Yes. And we'll catch you later. Bye. Bye. This has been Audio Shelf, where we release new episodes every Monday. If you want to stay updated, listen to previous episodes, or suggest audiobooks for us to feature, visit us at audioshelf.me. We are Brad and Brittany. Thank you for listening. There's a giant spider. Ew. There's Don't a tell giant, me anything. There's a giant trapdoor spider under your bed. That's what the book's called. So I think that would be a funnier one. That's what the book is called? Yeah. <laughs> That's a choice. <laughs> That's a choice. By Jennifer McMahon. McMahon? 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 Hold on. I need... That's like Shane McMahon and Vince McMahon but it doesn't Linda have, McMahon. But it doesn't have man in the title. But it looks like it though, right? No. Because that's what those wrestlers, all, like Stephanie, Vince, why do I know this? I'm gay. Oh, trust me. I know too. <laughs> and... <laughs> I used to watch wrestling. By Jennifer McMahon. Oh, it is McMahon. Okay. All right. All right. All right I feel better about that one.